Hello, everybody. We're back, listeners. Listeners. Did you miss us? We are back. The FTF podcast coming at you. One of the top, let's say, five podcasts focused on the greater fantasy genre in the greater Atlanta metropolitan region. Right? Wow. I feel like that is a really bold claim. Completely based based on no stats, really, except uh, our Podbean account playing <laughs> behind the curtain. I'd say we're maybe in the top 100. <laughs> 100? There aren't enough fantasy podcasts, I would think, to... Well, I don't know how many to even exist. have to go that high. I mean, so. and we're talking Georgia. That's or Atlanta. <laughs> so we're going even more narrow. We're huge in Georgia based on our pod being account. So yeah, that has nothing to do with the fact that I live in Georgia and am testing on a bunch of devices on a bunch of uh, different platforms and things like that. Yeah, I mean. I imagine that most of it is all of you listeners. So shout out to all our Georgia listeners and any of our listeners around the world, really. Shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you for being you. We really appreciate you being here. Yeah. And we're happy to be here to be able to speak to you all. I mean, I think maybe we should start making some changes to adjust to how big our listenership is in georgia like maybe Mm. have a little more of a southern feel to things (laughs) i feel like you'd be the expert since you live there charles but i just want to give the listeners what they're looking for absolutely we could do like a southern draw talk about aquariums and peaches and Mm -hmm. coca-cola and chick-fil-a you know all the you know what's up over there. <laughs> all that Atlanta culture. Yeah. Well, also shout out to my brother who lives in the Atlanta metropolitan region, but has uh, not right. been to the aquarium yet. <laughs> that's a bold move. Like, what are you doing? And he's with? been there for. It's not like he like just moved there. He's been there for years, right? Yeah, I don't want to get it way wrong, but he, he's been there long enough. <laughs> long enough where it's I time mean, to get over I mean I was at the aquarium within like two months of living here so there's no excuse really there I, there was a conference that was in Atlanta a couple years back that I I missed the first day but the event that day was an aquarium visit of course nice and, of course yeah and my buddies went and they really like the aquarium. There's like whale sharks or something over there, Charles. There's multiple. There's, it's wow. got one of the biggest uh, like tanks in the world, certainly in this hemisphere. And it has, I think, three whale sharks in it amongst other gigantic fish. It's pretty impressive. It's a cool place. If you're in the area and you haven't gone, I would highly recommend it. Well, I imagine that a lot of our listeners are in that area based on 
those pot bean stats that I was referring to before. So all you Atlanta listeners out there, check out that aquarium <laughs> if you haven't already. Please do. Something else interesting that happened around here, more specifically to me, I didn't get to tell you uh, the other day. I was driving home and I have like a I have a hatchback and in the trunk I have a humble brag. I have yeah. <laughs> you know me, my Just 2007 Subaru that I uh drive around. We're both keep... Subaru drivers, Charles. <laughs> it's just I have a sedan and wow. you're just flaunting that that extra space. <laughs> well, I do love it. Um the car is a piece of junk, though. So I have a fire extinguisher in the trunk just because the car is so old and junky that I feel more safe with the fire extinguisher in the trunk. Like you're worried that the car could spontaneously combust at any time? Well, it's just really old and rusted, and, you know, it's not long for this world. It's really high mileage. So I also just I had a fire extinguisher just by living life, so I just figured I'd just keep it in the trunk. It's not like I went out you and bought you it. had a fire extinguisher by living life? Just <laughs> in, my, life in my too. many I adventures, I just ended up with the fire extinguisher, and I didn't know what to do with it, and I was like, well, I'll just leave it in the trunk of the car. That's not the point of the story. Where I this... have to imagine the story of how you acquired a fire extinguisher is more interesting than the story you're telling. It's about. really not, but... I promise you. But okay. if you want to hear the prequel of the fire extinguisher, basically back when I used to... We'll save uh, that for a bonus episode, Charles. Uh, if the fans demand it, <laughs> I'll tell. I'll go tell the prequel yes. of how I obtained a fire extinguisher. But um, <laughs> the poor fire extinguisher, I was driving home from work and I hear just like the sound of a pin pulling. Like I hear a and then a oh whoosh, no, and then my whole car immediately fills up with this like smoky, ashy like dust, and I'm like I can't see, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh no, seriously? I had to pull over. Thank God I was on the highway. I was just like in a resident. I was like so close to being home. That's another thing. I was like a minute away from not even being in the car anymore. And it just went off, and it literally filled every nook and cranny of every exposed area. Like, you would push a button in the car, and there would be dust, like, in the cracks of the button. It was a huge, huge nightmare. And it was, like, in my hair and all over my stuff. It was <laughs> all over my phone. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be laughing, but it is no, funny it's, image. It's and a no funny story. You I mean, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I was totally fine. It was, it was literally, like, it went from hearing that ting. To not being able to see anything in seconds. (laughs) And I was totally blinded. Well, Charles, I'm glad that you're taking these precautions to stay safe, like keeping a fire extinguisher in your car. (laughs) Yes, that is the ultimate irony that um, (laughs) it was the fire extinguisher that made it very not safe to drive, so... Uh, for all you people driving with fire extinguishers in your car, make sure they are firmly there fastened. there are dozens of them. <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea. You should do it. Just Is make it? sure it's are firmly... Are you uh... stand by? It's a good idea right now? It's not a bad idea. It's better to have it and not need it than the other way around. You know? Uh, I feel like after your experience, maybe it's... What you need to do is just make sure it's secure and strapped down and it's not going to roll around because that's what happened. It got loose and it rolled around when I made a turn and then the pin came out and 
it was a total disaster and i spent all my whole weekend cleaning the <laughs> dust out of it Ugh. so i'm still finding dust like in my backpack even <laughs> <laughs> Like, open the zipper and dust will just come flying out of it. It's so annoying. It's everywhere. <laughs> this is tragic. Very tragic. So, in so. the future, you're just going to strap it in with a seatbelt or something? Once I you, just think I'm going to let the car burn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You know, I'm with you. That was kind of my plan is if my car ends up on fire, I didn't really have... A contingency plan for it. I, I'm just kind of like, I guess that's how I go. I'm just gonna walk away from it at this point. But yep, rest in peace, fire extinguisher. And if the fire extinguisher was your favorite character in the story, and you want to hear more, we can do a prequel. You just have to write in to the FTF podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, write a review. Give us a five star review, <laughs> yes. of course. That's a requirement. Write a review and. Compare the amount of casualties in this story to Game of Thrones, either positively or negatively. Mm. So there is a beautiful point, say, poetic irony in it that you know some. It's, it's good. It's, they <laughs> tried to keep safe, and it was the fire extinguisher. Like yeah, all these safety precautions end up being dangerous. Yeah, it was a big character moment for me. So I think you learned that sometimes you can be so cautious that it's dangerous. So true, man. And that was kind of my arc, my story arc, you know, being yeah. confronted with that and then having to clean it. And now I'm here talking about it. We're looking back on it, laughing. And that's just kind of the 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 final moment of the arc of the fire extinguisher yeah. incident. So I'm glad so to have that closure. That review, say it's no Game of Thrones. And use that, much like many of the reviews that we've read before <laughs> in our review of the reviews segments, say it's no Game of Thrones and say that there were either too many deaths or not enough. Yes. <laughs> then that's how you leave a very constructive review. Yes. Uh, well, we've got a, something new we're trying out today. Uh, we're Looking forward to it. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to play a little game of Would You Rather. hey Fantasy edition. <laughs> Should I say fantasy, fantasy books? <laughs> fantasy yeah, st- maybe. <laughs> High fantasy. We're going to keep it clean on the, on the FTF podcast today. It's not going to be that kind of Would You Rather game. <sighs> so It's going to be just uh, some good, clean fun about fantasy novel related stuff that's fantasy right. series maybe that's right we gave ourselves a pretty loose structure for what kind of questions we can ask they just have to be along the theme of fantasy so who's gonna go first charles would you rather go first whoa or should shake. i i i mean if you're okay with it i can go first shake things up I I just asked that. It, it went over your head. Maybe you're still uh, lightheaded Whoa. after all the fire extinguisher fumes. I breathed I in asked, stuff I should not first, have breathed would in. Would you rather? Oh. <laughs> hey, I, I did go over my head. I did. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and they weren't fumes. Wasn't. It was literally like particles. And uh, you're definitely not meant to breathe them in. <laughs> but uh, would I rather? Uh, sure. I'd rather go first. Why not? Do it. So as all of our longtime fans of the show know, my boy Dylan is a big fan of Abercrombie and his People books. People know that about me. Yes, if anyone's listened, they know this. There's so, a lot of conversations like that in, in Georgia. Absolutely. Everyone's about talking that. about it. So what I wanted to ask you was, Dylan, would you rather have a one-hour private interview with Abercrombie or be written into the next Abercrombie book of your choosing as a character? It's an interesting question. I thank you. Am I a, a main character? Uh, you can be whatever kind of character you want. Your ideal situation. All right. Uh, well, here here's what I'm gonna go with, Charles. Okay. I'll take I'll take the hour interview. Ah. First off, that would be such an honor, and yeah. I'd get to actually spend time with Abercrombie, and mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. That can't be passed up. And I'd have to use it for the FDF podcast because is that is that fair game in all this? Uh yeah, I would hope you would, but you certainly don't have to. You know, you can like go for coffee or something. <laughs> yeah, and it's presumably it's just me, right? It's not you. So in this case the friends are me and Joe. It's more like it would be your ideal s- situation. So Okay, if- so you aren't there. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, just me and Joe kicking back. Okay. Well, I'll take the interview. Mm-hmm. And I think what I can do there, too, maybe this is cheating. I can see if I can use that as a platform to also get him to write me into one of his stories. <laughs> well,. I would applaud your effort for trying, but this is kind of like an either or. It's like never meet the man, but get written into a book or get the interview, but never be written into his book. It's basically kind of like a prosperity versus a like a individual sort of experience. Yeah, I well, I think the stipulations are fair and I'll still take the interview just because, you know, getting to actually spend time with Joe Abercrombie would be really cool. And I feel like if he wrote me into a book, I would have to come to grips with the ways in which I'm kind of a shitty person. (laughs) (laughs) Like Abercrombie is not going to write you into a book in a way that is particularly generous to your character. It's not going to be the way you expect and probably not the way you would necessarily want. (laughs) But it would probably be on point. And it would be good. Yeah, it'd be good. And I'd have to really take a sincere look at myself after. And I mean, I don't need I don't need that. So (laughs) don't need that close of a lens. (laughs) You know, that's uh, that's what therapy's for. So I think (laughs) instead, I'll just I'll just choose the interview and give me a chance to get to know the man a little bit better i think it'd be a really good time 
and that's fair. I would probably choose the same thing. I was thinking about it. I, you gotta go with the interview over the like the book thing is nice, but it's all about the personal experiences, you know. You get more out of meeting and talking to people than reading your name in a book, you know. Yeah, it'd be cool. For sure. I mean, it would be a huge honor, but if you had to pick one. Yeah. I feel like I would actually rather be just more of a cameo appearance <laughs> than a main character. In a, It just feel weird to read a book where I was an actual main character or something. Right. But to just have an appearance by some character named Dylan that's based on me and some random part of a book would be kind of fun. Yeah, Logan Nine Fingers could butcher you or something. That would uh, be a big yeah. honor. I'd love that. <laughs> Joe, if you're out there listening to this, <laughs> please write a short story or something where <laughs> Logan Nine Fingers kills me. <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard. Logan For Nine, Logan fingers, Nine fingers to kill me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think it'd be much of a fight. I think I'm uh, closer to Forley the Weakest. Ah, weakest. Yeah, he was in the initial crew. I know it's been a while since you you read the first law, but it's a deep cut. I like it. Yeah, deep cuts coming from the the Marshman. That's right. All right. Well, are you ready for one for me, Charles? Lay it on me, bro. Well, I think I went a somewhat similar route in terms of going with one that's tailored for my friend this is friends talking fantasy after all that's true and i went with one that was very charles specific so those i'm excited big listeners people who've been following us since the start most of you probably in georgia you have been georgia's been going wild talking about how charles loves lord of the rings oh yes and those of you who've been listening also heard us mention that we climbed Mount Doom in New Zealand. Yes, yes. And Charles, did you find climbing Mount Doom to be an enjoyable experience? <laughs> um, there were many aspects of it that were enjoyable and a few aspects of it that were very, very not enjoyable. So it's kind of a... I'm, yeah. I would do it. I would go through it again, but uh, really, you would. I would. I would maybe bypass uh, the specific hike up Mount Doom. You know, there's a trail that goes kind of around it. I would. No, probably... we're talking when we literally climbed up the. That volcano. was a bad decision. I would need to do a lot more training next time before I would do that again. <laughs> okay, so. My memory of it, and and we'll, this is a tease for listeners, at at some point we'll do a couple story time episodes where we get into this trip more, and uh, we'll get into the Mount Doom climbing. It's called Mount Nagarujo, or I hope I'm saying that right. Close enough, but... They'll be able to figure it out, and... The thing that we got, I think in our first ever episode, we said, Charles, that you almost died during that. And it's true, it's we'll, true. We'll just leave it at that and let the let the listeners have to stay tuned. That's yeah, demand that story with the same vigor that they'll demand the fire extinguisher story. 
<laughs> and my question, because I remember you not having a particularly good time when you almost died <laughs> climbing Mount Doom, is would you rather never read Lord of the Rings again or with no preparation starting tomorrow have to do the entire Mount Doom climb by yourself full hike the full 14 mile thing or whatever it is well there is i think that was just the way around i mean including actually that whole that whole hike like the whole crossing the alpine crossing all of it including the mountain including climbing to the top of the volcano and back down and then finishing the hike oh gosh so I don't know how many miles that all was, but the hardest part was scaling the volcano because of it was <laughs> right. Like, so like rock there's a place in New Zealand called the Tungariro Alpine Crossing, and it's normally like a ten hour hike, but then you can also do this add on that's you climb a mountain that's was used for many scenes in the movies as Mount Doom, right? So, mm-hmm. um. Of course, us not knowing what we were getting into, we're like, well, we're, we're all the way here. Of course, we're going to go up this mountain. <laughs> and it's like, don't we're going up it. too much of the story, Charles. I don't want to give away too much of the story, but man. The story, we... save it. Just uh, people should know it's, it's uh, <laughs> they can look it up themselves. It's, it's a great story. It's a freaking volcano. Yeah. And, and it's all scree not... and it takes at least three yes. hours. I think it took us more because we're not. Just mountain the climb. climbers <laughs> the whole the climb and the hike took us probably 14 hours right yeah I mean, around that it was all day for sure uh man i gotta just take the hike again um wow the the real issue wasn't me it was other people on the hike okay <laughs> dropping okay, rocks, rocks down on too. me <laughs> so although i may just barely be able to physically complete the hike at least i won't almost die no, when i said by yourself i meant like derek and i aren't there i don't mean the the whole volcano is so it's still possible for people to loose rocks above me it's still entirely possible for people loose rocks above you well it's not like you guys helped me at all (laughs) that's not true besides moral support you weren't like derek warned you i want to get into the story because we're saving it derek warned you about that rock and told you to move well yeah i guess that part is true Oh, uh, yeah, we only saved your life. <laughs> it's not like we helped you. You just pointed out. I was the one that had to um, dodge it without getting too much into the story. But <laughs> the point is I'm physically capable of doing it, albeit just barely capable. So it's not like I'm um, putting myself at that great of a risk i mean it was such an amazing experience that was the one staying on an otherwise absolutely amazing day and <laughs> charles <laughs> i cannot wait until we do this story with derek because he will be there to affirm how miserable you were during the entire hike i mean except maybe like the very beginning 
because you you've got these rose colored glasses about how you think that like that hike went. Well, I'm I'm not saying I was in a good mood. I was I was in a <laughs> poor mood after that for sure. I had no idea what we were getting into, and it was a uh, uh, scary. <laughs> but um, you're talking about either that, which is something I've already done, and it's possible, or never reading Lord of the Rings or again. So I would still take the mountain again. Um, <laughs> Okay. Hopefully, I would have some time to get in better shape, work on my uh, quads. Nope. It was tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it tomorrow. I would still do it. Hey, it's amazing what you'd Look, you'd I'm not saying it's going to be easy or or, um, or anything like that, but it certainly, it is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> <It would> be... <laughs> and you've already had it once which is why the second time is like you're not really gaining much by doing it a second time but think about how much i'm losing by not being able to read those books that's fair i mean i'd rather this is maybe this will get me some hate but i'd rather never read lord of the rings than (laughs) then you really would do it again tomorrow tomorrow yeah uh, I have no interest in ever climbing Mount Doom again. <laughs> Charles, I guarantee if you actually did this, like, eight hours in, while you're, tr- like, just trying to scale this volcano without tumbling to your death, you would be regretting your choice. I'm I, just don't saying, I don't doubt it, but you, I I'm not saying it's going to be fun, but it's like one day <laughs> of suffering just... So that I can continue to read whatever I want is worth it. And most of that hike is really beautiful. It just kind of gets dampened by the fact that you are get destroyed by this mountain. Yeah, I mean... If you go around the mountain, it's all quite enjoyable. Oh, I think around the mountain, I would totally... And it's a volcano, Charles. Around it, sure, any... I'd be happy to do that anytime. It's the actual climbing up it and then going back down that was ridiculously dangerous. Yes. And I I have no interest in doing that part again. I would never willingly do it again, but <laughs> I would rather do that than give up one of the most famous fantasy trilogies of all time. As a fantasy podcaster, I need to be able to access those books. That's fair. I I mean, I'm just saying I personally would I don't like I don't love Lord of the Rings with the same fervor that you do, Charles. So maybe if it were a different series, I would Well, be... you would have to um read the books first before you pass judgment. But yeah, if it was something like you couldn't read Game of Thrones or First Law or whatever, you would go mm-hmm. up the mountain. I'd have to think it over. Really? I, I think, f- I, dude, and I had a, I think like a better time. Not that either of us had a good time doing it. I think you had a worse time when we were doing it than I had, like climbing the the volcano. 
I remember this as being like a really rough experience. I don't want to. I mean, I remember not being able to use my legs properly for days. <laughs> well, there's that picture of you that looks like, like you're, I, <laughs> that picture of you where you're trying to walk, but you're so sore that you're taking these like huge, weird looking strides and you look like that famous picture that's supposed to be Bigfoot. Yeah. And then I, I created that like side by side of it. You remember that? Was that you or me that created that? I created that. Okay. <laughs> I was saying when I t- first took the picture, I was like, you look like Sasquatch. And Charles, for the for the listeners who don't know yet, Charles is a pretty tall dude, uh, can, can have uh, a little bit of a lanky look to him sometimes. <laughs> it's a pretty funny picture. So it is, And I'm like coming out, we're in, we're in, um, I don't know, I don't remember if we were in Rivendell or, um, or not, but we were in like the woods. So he got me coming yeah. out of the woods. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it looks so exactly like that famous black and white Sasquatch photo. <laughs> yeah, and I, there's a side by side of those that I'll I'll find that and I'll I'll have to post that. So that is a great picture. <laughs> yeah. All right, Charles. So I guess uh, you're climbing Mount Dew. I think I would do it for first law. What about reading like the... Winds of Winter? You'd give that up to not have to climb. I would do. I mean, well, the new if the new yeah, it's the whole. I think series. I would have to do. Yeah, I would have to do it for Song of Ice and Fire just so I can read the. That's what the I new books when they come figured. Out. But those might be like the only two that I would. I don't know. There's a few like I'm really enjoying our King Killer read. Like yeah, it's been really that, great. So. That'd be in there too. There's a few I, I think I would do it for. Yeah. Okay. I think Game of Thrones, why I was thinking maybe not, would be because there's still the show. And I feel that about Lord of the Rings too. It's like there's still the movie. So if that's not being banned, you can still get a lot of joy out of it. Yeah, of that's true. I can, I mean, it's been a really long time since I've read the books anyway. Um, and I'm not risking my life by not reading them. So, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you just can't. I just may as well suffer for a day to get to to not deny myself those those uh, those books, I'd especially as a fantasy you, podcaster. Like seven hours in <laughs> about how you're feeling about your decision. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> If anything, just the desire to spite you at this point would be enough fuel to get me over the mountain. <laughs> I think a good would you rather for me is would you rather have an hour long interview with Joe Abercrombie <laughs> or an hour long interview with Charles <laughs> while he's in the middle of climbing <laughs> Mount Doom again for the right to read Lord of the Rings at some point in the future? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would be so lucky. Well, that was a good one. This one, my is not so much this or that. It's kind of, you have a lot of options. So, <laughs> Charles, do you know how would you rather works? <laughs> I do, but I'm broadening it here because there's no benefit to bringing it down to two choices. So, 
Um, okay. We had just finished, as everyone knows, we just finished reading Mistborn. Okay. So one of the things that exists is a misting. And I was wondering, Marsh, if you could only burn one alimantic metal, which one would you choose? It's interesting. I think... You know, the the psych part of me at first started wanting one of the emotional manipulation medals, but then I was like, oh, crap. I, like, that's actually messed up. <laughs> like, that's... I sh- should not want to... But isn't that what you're trying emotions. to do as a therapist? As a therapist? Yeah, well, that's part Soothe of thinking, and write right? the it's right like, emotions? So part of what you learn in the Mistborn trilogy is you're not giving people new emotions. You are either bringing ones they already have more to the surface or like quieting other ones, but you can't like make people feel whatever you want them to feel. And I feel like part of what I do in my work as a therapist under the supervision of a licensed psychologist as a graduate student, <laughs> make sure that's all above board and how I'm portraying myself. Um, I, I feel like some of what I am trying to do is bring people's emotions to the, like certain ones, I guess like a rioter, like bringing the ones that inflaming brought to certain the surface. Emotions to the surface Hmm. so I think that's I'm going to try to think through the rest so I'm not overlooking one that would be way better but I think if just like my life is continuing as normal like I'm not in the Mistborn universe right? I'm just still me you're still you in modern day the only thing is now you have you are a Misting and you get to choose what kind of Misting you are I think as as a therapist, the like the only one that would be useful for me in day to day life would be one of the emotional ones. So I, I think I'd want to be a a rioter, I guess, to try to help people bring out the emotions that are there, but like get the ones to the surface that are concealed a little bit more. So I think that would actually be very useful for my day to day life. Like certainly, I what like I'm gonna do party tricks where I push coins around or something. Yeah. Like, what would being able to push or pull uh, pull coins would be kind of fun, but like you only get one, so you can't do the cool right. flying stuff. That so true. Uh, Without both, it's it's not cool at all. <laughs> you need yeah. both so you can fly around. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Maybe and bronze and copper are completely useless, right? Like, completely. There's no other alamancers in our modern world, so me knowing, me being able to hide that I'm burning something doesn't do anything, and me being able to like sense that other people are burning also doesn't matter at all. So those are gone. And then there's like pewter would be super strength. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Not just super strength, be- though. You're talking about increased um, endurance. You're talking yeah. about like healing faster. You're True. talking about 
um, all kinds of other things. Like for me, being a pewter arm would be uh, a huge, that would be my pick, I think. Uh, just be so badass. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I'm going to switch to pewter as well, <laughs> even though the other one makes, it makes me feel a little messed up. Like the idea, I don't know why, a, uh, if it's, I do know why. I don't think that I should have superpowers as a therapist. I should probably just be a normal person. And then Pewter would let me climb Mount Doom if I ever had to. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You would for, scale it yeah. no problem with yeah. uh, with Pewter. Yeah, Pewter. And then I thought maybe like Tin would be cool, but Pewter's just better than yeah, Tin. Yeah, Pewter's better than Tin. So, so I think, yeah, Pewter. It's got to be Pewter. I mean, I could imagine how good at tennis I'd be. Dude, you'd be so good at tennis. Your serve would be out of control. I know. I could <laughs> probably go pro. <laughs> I would hope so, considering you'd be the only uh, misting in the entire planet. You should be able to do something incredible. Yeah. With those skills. Um, All right. And I feel Here like also is. in the books... Pewter was by far the most used in the on all the writing, besides maybe steel and iron together. Yeah, it was definitely the one that seemed to make the most sense if it were by itself. I mean, I think those in the emotional manipulation ones are most useful. And tin, I guess, but I mean... You can do know, cool stuff with, with tin. My... Like, I'd be happy with tin, but... I would choose pewter every time. Yeah. All right, yeah. pewter. Pewter. You heard pewter it here arms. first. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got for me? All right. Well, I also went with a Mistborn-themed one. Ooh. So, but luckily, it's different. I was thinking at first, maybe I would do a Would You Rather with, like, Mistborn powers versus some other superior power or something. I had the same thought. But... Then I thought, you know, that's not that interesting. And then I was like, oh, I could ask about which kind of misting he'd want be, but I wouldn't be able to do that because of the constraints of would you rather. <laughs> you got to broaden your uh, your mind of what's possible. <laughs> I guess I'm too rigid, right? If only I were flexible like you, Charles. Dude, you are looks- the host of the show. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're the host and I'm the face. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely the face <laughs> so then i have one that's maybe a little more grounded in reality okay it's would you rather play a really well-made mistborn video game Ooh. or watch a really well-made mistborn movie no that's a tough one right uh, uh, I think it would make a terrific. We've we've already said this. It was in episode one. We said it was written like a movie, and we've already talked about how cool a game would be. I think I would rather to go with the movie because to me, movies are just more um, impactful. They're more, you know in the popular culture world. And I feel like video games after a few years become obsolete, whereas movies tend to 
live on, especially good ones. So, and I mean, Mistborn was just written to be a movie as much as a game would be excellent. I mean, I, I would really love to play it. I got to go movie because I want to see, I want to see the story, you know, I want to, um, see the performances and all the action and while a video game would be cool i would much rather um uh, go into the narrative and all those twists and turns and reveals and i would be well, very good interested video game, to see i it. think can can do all of that yes i, I think i've played can. some games that do all of that. like these final fantasy games and stuff like that have i think re- done a really yeah, good there's job like uncharted that. that's very like narrative focused yeah. And I mean so, even the Witcher the Witcher games do a great job of telling a ton of story. Mm-hmm. And they're based on, you know, really popular fantasy series also. So I know it's yeah. pop it's possible and it would be excellent. I just feel like um a movie's more timeless and I would get more enjoyment out of it and be able to share it with others more than a video game necessarily. That's that's fair. And I only own a Nintendo Switch anyway, and I don't know <laughs> if it's made for the <laughs> Switch. It would probably be a, a PlayStation or Xbox situation. Well, if, it's assumed that you get to play it. So <laughs> the the question was framed <laughs> that you get to play it. Yeah. Um, I think that, but movie makes sense. I, I think when I first thought of the question, I was leaning toward movie as being better for similar reasons like i like what you said that they're they're timeless and they make this impact and at least for me i don't really replay video games so but i would do rewatch movies so i think those kind of things make a movie really appealing the hold up for me was how much more content you can get or like really just how much more hours of entertainment you get from a good video game than from a movie like a a good movie is probably max two hours you're done with it yes but a very good video game can entertain you for literally for days like for <laughs> i mean people I mean, log hundreds of hours, hours into games over their is lifespan not, yeah. so yeah or like these like the final fantasy games i mentioned it's not unusual for the total length to be over 40 hours so I was like, I don't know, I'd get a lot of good fun out of that. And a good story mode would be awesome. But also imagine like a battle royale style yeah, that would be game sick. where people have different powers or maybe everyone's a Mistborn. I don't know what would be in there, but I think it'd be a lot of fun to play that with friends. So I think, I, I don't know, I I maybe would pick video game. It, it would be a good choice. I mean, there's no bad answer here. They're both, if they're if because you said in the question that they were going to be good, right? Like yes. So well made either way. So a well made Mistborn game has a lot of potential. It's just I, it would be really hard to make something that's good. But if we guarantee it's going to be good, then yeah. then that's would be a great experience. So I don't blame you for like it's very it's a difficult choice, but. And I've just been thinking about it as a movie for so long, and they're going to be becoming reality soon, hopefully, and I'm just excited. I, I think they were made to be action movies, so I'm excited to see them. 
yep. and see more good fantasy movies out there in the in the world. That would be great, and I I think that's that's pretty key too, right? If Mistborn has a lot of success as a movie, which is likely if the movie's really well made, right? Then it could catalyze some more fantasy movies. Right. right. So you got to think about that impact too. Absolutely. And I I just think, you know, movies have a wider audience than video games do. So if we're talking about just like the greater influence of fantasy on popular culture, then movies would, a good movie would certainly have a bigger impact. I'm all about that impact. Yeah. Well, I feel good about our conversation around that one. I think it's it's fun to think about because I would love to have either of those things. Me too. Okay, I have another would you rather here. And again, there's more than two options, but there's three options this time as opposed to 14 in the other one. Um, I can't believe I stuck to this for me. <laughs> It's good. I mean, I have some that do, but I I have one last um, misborn one, and I think it'll be a quicker one. Um, okay. Who I would you feel? I oop. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's, come just, on, don't don't get all hurt I'm because just being, I, I guess it's that I was too rigid about it, and I think we all learned a valuable lesson. No, I think you did a good job of keeping it grounded and everything. I mean, we'll see. We'll let the people decide if this is too off the rails, but. Uh, who would you rather be stranded with on a desert island? And you have three options. Option one is ham. Option okay. two I is... I mean, should I just say ham right <laughs> off the bat? Well, you haven't heard the other choices yet. I mean, but it's going to be hard to beat. Option two is Ham from Mistborn. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, option... <laughs> and option three is Dachshund and Clubs as a duo. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah. What a package deal. Yeah. So that's something to consider because at first I was like, well, ham's an obvious choice, but having another person could have its benefits also. So that's your choice ham, spook, or the docks and clubs duo. Desert island, stranded. Deserted okay, well, island. Let's just, let's just get rid of spook off the Wow. Bat. You're going to do spook like that? I mean, what what benefit would there be to having spook over uh, Okay, let me just speak to why the others are useful. Okay. And then just leave the fact that I don't have anything to say about spook <laughs> <laughs> to show how useful I would imagine him being in this situation. And for the record, I'd be the most useless of any of these people <laughs> presented in this scenario, but Fair. they're stuck with me. I'm there in all of these. So Ham's like strength and endurance and things like that mean protection. I don't know what's on this island, but mm -hmm. I mean, even just things like chopping wood for fires or whatever we'd have to do. I, I have no idea. I have no survival skills, <laughs> but I imagine all of those things are things that Ham would be extremely well equipped for. True. So he'd clearly be very useful. I mean, he could pewter drag to get across the island really quickly uh, to see if, I, I guess, in this hypothetical, it is deserted, but we wouldn't know that right. <laughs> at the time. So I guess we'd want him to do that. There's just a lot of things I would imagine. He could have, move rocks and logs and things yes. like that. 
Yeah. So I think ham has just very clear utility. For sure. Oh, but 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 does he have access to pewter is actually key here. That's a good question. I, I didn't consider it. Um, let's say he has a vial of it and uh, that he had on his person. I don't know how much pewter he carries with him on his person at any one time. but Well, let's just give me like how many days before he runs out pewter, assuming he's well, like using it at a yeah. As you know, it depends on if he's flaring it or not. He's and not pewter is one of the faster burning of the alimentic yes. metals. Um, he's not doing a lot of flaring. He's just kind of using it when these things come up. So I would assume you get to the island and he's got whatever's currently in him, which wouldn't be much. And then he's got a full vial. Uh, so at any time he can digest the vial. And once you digest it, you have to use it. And let I don't know how much that would give you. Let's say he could spread it out to like a week. Uh, Okay, I'm I'm going Dachshund and clubs then uh-huh. because so Dachshund was always portrayed as this guy with a, a ton of organizational and maybe not leadership skills in the way of someone charismatic like Kelsier, but leadership in the sense of actually taking charge of things and understanding what the best decisions. And he was very organized are going to be and very clinical and yeah, all that good stuff. Exactly. So I think Dachshund is an underrated person to have in all this. So I think Dachshund would be really important. Clubs, I think, you know, at least we've got an extra person around. (laughs) I mean, again, clubs would, I'm sure, be way more useful than me. Um, He has some fighting experience and all of that. Uh, He's got a pretty level head, too. He's not going to, like, break down on anyone and stay practical. I think so, too. So I think the extra company to have two people instead of just one with me. Uh, you don't want to be stuck with Ham and all of his f- philosophical puzzles. Well, I that's would say that's something, you know, to pass the time. You may want to just have these long conversations with Ham to pass the time versus, I mean, have you tried to ever have a conversation with clubs? It's not easy. <laughs> I think he'd warm up to me eventually if he was willing to warm up to Breeze. I just feel like I'd be more concerned about finding a way to survive than finding a way to entertain myself. And I feel like Dachshund is going to be the key. If it's going to be a long-term thing, that's the guy you want with you. Would it change if he had maybe like a month's supply of pewter? I think if it was a month, then I would probably take him. Yeah. Okay. And you wouldn't take Spook at all, huh? He could, like, spot ships or something. (laughs) (laughs) And do what when he sees one? (laughs) Uh, Light a fire. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have much to to say about Spook and all this. Spook is also, like, the least... The person I'd least want to be around of... Oh, I mean, Spook. not that clubs is someone I'd particularly want to be around, but I feel like Dachshund's a a guy I could get along with. Um, hmm. So, yeah, Spook. Okay. Yeah. What if it was Ham with a uh, two-month supply of pewter or Spook, Dachshund, and clubs as a trio? Mm, now you're talking here. 
And Spook has how long uh, before he runs out of? Three months. Same with clubs, not that it matters. <laughs> well, yeah, clubs will be able to sh- to shield people from knowing that Spook is burning. <laughs> He'll hide the one signal that might help get discovered. <laughs> uh, I feel like, well, the Spook clubs duo... I mean, they they have a real connection there. I feel like. Yes. And now we're talking about four people. You could move logs and stuff without the need of one pewter arm. Yeah. Maybe. And I think, I don't know, I think I'm going with that because I think we need Dachshund's. We need Dachshund's head here. Dachshund was always the guy that made things possible. Yeah. I feel like if we're going to get off the island, Dachshund's our best shot. And now that we've got a couple other people here okay. with us, that's fair. Like we can we can do some of that manual labor that we'd want to. All right. Do you have any more for me there, buddy? More? Would you rather? Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't you worry, Charles. <laughs> Would you, I stole this one? from someone online. Okay. Uh, a Reddit user named One Johns and One Johns linked out somewhere else for this. So wow, the rabbit hole goes One deeper. John's original. Yeah, but that link was broken. So I'm sorry whoever originally came up <laughs> with this, but I, I couldn't find out who you are. And I modified it a little bit. One John's had it as, would you rather be a Jedi or a wizard? But I felt like what a wizard is is so variable Yeah. that I went with, would you rather be a Jedi, obviously in the Star Wars universe, or a wizard of Hogwarts training in the Harry Potter universe? Oh, man. Well, Jedis are badass. And it when you're talking about being in the universe, so you have access to lightsabers, and yep. Jedis are like elite tier people in the star wars universe there's only a few of them and they're like insta leaders the most influential people in the galaxy so that's pretty cool Mm. but a wizard at hogwarts with hogwarts training and i'm not anything special huh just as good as i could do on my own caliber Wait, so, so if question? I graduate Hogwarts, I'm just going to be another run-of-the-mill wizard? Or am I going to be like a you Dumbledore know, like era, else, a Dumbledore-esque d- wizard? I, I, You know, it's like anything else. You you get what you give to some oh, extent, boy. like depending on how hard you work yeah, in yeah, yeah. your time at Hogwarts. But we're not assuming you're like a legendary. In either case, you are not like... A legendary person in all they're this. both badass but i'm gonna probably go with wizard just from the sheer amount of stuff you can do yeah you gotta go wizard there's yeah, so many more possibilities in hogwarts than there are in the jedi temple yeah well i'm gonna attract some hate by saying you have to be hufflepuff though make it a little harder well, with my boy cedric <laughs> diggory i'm okay with that Okay. That's my second choice after a Gryffindor. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't need to bother with those other houses. 
If Whatever. I'm not Gryffindor, then I may as well just chill out, you know? That's fair. I always felt like I would have been in Ravenclaw. That's what a lot of people say. For me, it's like I'm either Gryffindor or nothing. Well, yeah. obviously the best house. So, undisputed. Okay. So you'd be Hufflepuff. Then. <laughs> That's fair. I felt like Hufflepuff was for people who don't really have. Uh, this is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. I... <laughs> there is like a phrase, but it's mostly for just people that are, you know, there to chill out, which I can relate to on some yeah. level. That's fair. Okay. Well, that was good. I mean, I would love to There's be a, a Jedi. Oh, but... Charles. Oh. The Jedi also, Jedi Order has some pretty stringent rules that I feel like. Oh, I'd have to be would. like a legit jedi part of the jedi oh, order yeah oh no way then hogwarts all the way okay i could be snogging people and stuff <laughs> snogging <laughs> yeah the jedi can't snog uh, anyone you can't get snog no. <laughs> all right was there more yeah. to that no that was, that oh, was oh. cool 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 because i couldn't remember if that was what the person had said, and then you spun it. Oh, they said wizard. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just said wizard, but they didn't. It's gotta be more specific than wizard. Yeah, like what? Like Merlin, or <laughs> like there's a big difference between Merlin and a Hogwarts trained wizard. Yeah, a Hufflepuff trained wizard. Even. But everyone knows what you mean when you say Jedi. That's right. All right. Well, as we all know, Marsh is um, a PhD candidate. And something he can look forward to uh, later on in his career is taking a sabbatical, which is something that <laughs> something that many professors do in their careers. So, would you rather take a one-year sabbatical in Middle Earth or Westeros? Oh, dude, Westeros is such a place to be. <laughs> Why would I ever? want to go there i like game of thrones personally i've always enjoyed game of thrones more than at least what i've seen of lord of the rings which is only the movie so far i know i know uh, <laughs> but where we will be buddy reading lord of the rings and i'll i'll catch up but yeah. i just feel like middle earth presents a lot more opportunities to not have a <laughs> existence <laughs> very true i guess it's just a sabbatical i just feel like am i making it through a one-year sabbatical um Westeros? you're doing your best it's not guaranteed <laughs> okay um you gotta go middle earth man i feel like i would just i'd be able to find somewhere to hold up in middle earth where for sure i think like life in, in westeros of... is terrible for 99 percent of people even most of the nobility life sucks yeah. for them <laughs> Yeah. So, is there a place that would be more tempting to do your one-year sabbatical than Westeros? Well, then Middle Earth, I guess. I'd rather do my one-year sabbatical. Oh, then, um, more tempting than Middle Earth. Middle Earth um, is a pretty sweet one. What if I could? I mean, we were just talking about Hogwarts, right? What if I could? spend it oh, as a visiting professor there oh yeah i would sooner go to hogwarts than middle earth also just because it's sounds so 
insane. So, so much magic and cheery fun times. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know. Dude, to think I should have picked two worlds. different schools, like universities. <laughs> I wasn't you could have done the university in King Killer. Yes. And, and then there's also Hogwarts. like... Um, Hogwarts, there's where all the Craysters are, or whatever they call that place in Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, instead of, <laughs> I would not want Train to be a maester. No. Um, instead of wanting to do a sabbatical somewhere, you could have done like, where would you rather be a professor? Since yeah. those are my career goals, and then done. That's right. You're, once you get or, that PhD, you're going to be applying for work, and um, <laughs> Hogwarts might come calling. Hogwarts, you know, I don't. They could really use a therapist in Hogwarts. <laughs> that's probably yeah. That's probably where my my abilities would be better put. You to would use be very busy there, there. <laughs> professor. Like, well, can you teach the dark arts? Like, we that's pretty much our opening here, and I'm like. No, most of my training is in like counseling psychology, and they'll be like, "Look, I think, <laughs> I think what we need from you is to, to just talk to this, talk to this Harry guy. He's been through a lot. Uh, he needs, <laughs> he needs a nice figure like you." And or wife. anyone really. Just think if there was a counselor when Voldemort was in school. <laughs> It yeah, you could have different... turned his life around. You could have turned his whole life around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been less interesting books with a mentally healthy Voldemort, but <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been a happier one. True. Yeah. Are there any more <laughs> you would uh, like to share, sir? Uh, how about? Would you rather read – okay, let me give you a little more of the premise. The premise is that an author is given someone else's book to read and then told to do a rewrite of it in the same way that, like, we get these remakes of all different movies, right? Same okay. Way that they... <laughs> I don't know why this came to mind first. I'm sure there's lots more recent than this, but – like they remade King Kong, which right. are more recent than that. <laughs> <laughs> but people, people get what I'm talking about, right? Like they um, all these Disney remakes of like Aladdin and yeah, sure. And they remade Willy the, Wonka. Exactly any any of those, just that <laughs> idea, right? Okay. Uh, that's someone else's vision, but the basic premise and characters are, are likely to be mostly the same. Okay. Would you rather read Lord of the Rings by Joe Abercrombie? <laughs> okay. <laughs> or The First Law by J.R.R. Tolkien? Assuming that Tolkien was around to, to read uh, it. Uh, the, the first one, I would want to... Um, which is pretty much <laughs> what I feel like First Law kind of is in know, many in ways. Some ways <laughs> But we're thinking like he's actually writing like Frodo and things like so you get like how Joe Abercrombie imagines Frodo. I think so. Lord of the Rings would be interesting to have a more contemporary take 
on it where not everyone is so perfect and virtuistic and has the best of everything at their disposal. I would be interested to see a little more uh, nihilistic approach to all that, <laughs> uh, which um, Abercrombie would cut to the core of it very quickly. <laughs> so I would definitely choose that because I feel when you... The other one was having Tolkien write um, First, First Law. Law. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't even know if Tolkien they, would get it. <laughs> <laughs> like he, I think he would have to... like he'd have to reframe it into this more like good versus evil thing. So we'd have like this hero, Logan nine fingers with no flaws. (laughs) Versus like like the evil, like, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's a spoiler. (laughs) That's a huge spoiler. Actually, we might want to cut that. (laughs) Because we don't even give a spoiler warning. Oops. (laughs) Uh, we'll we'll cut that. We'll, we'll pretend. <laughs> yes, we would get the really really heroic version of Logan Nine Fingers, uh, and versus some sort of evil lord or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that just wouldn't be as good because the whole point of that book is to of First Law is to not be that. So definitely the first the first one. Let, Let's see what he can do with uh, the classics. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to know how Joe Abercrombie would write <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> I, I feel like we've we've covered the we covered the a lot of, of ground it. today. Yeah. Well, everyone, that was our first round of Would You Rather Fantasy Edition. <laughs> I hope you it. all enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. This was a lot of fun. Uh, just remember uh, to to <laughs> if you're gonna get stranded on a desert going? island, uh, make sure you bring your mistings with you. They will mm-hmm. be helpful. Bring a fire extinguisher. <laughs> we leave that. You just at never home. know when one of those will, will come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well with that I'll bring out the outro music and uh, thank you all again for listening this has been another exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast coming up next week we are kicking off our buddy read of the King Killer Chronicles it's been really fun to read this book for the first time so I'm looking forward to our discussion yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Make sure to follow us at the FTF Podcast One. That's number one <laughs> on Twitter. Um, also, email us at the FTF Podcast at gmail.com. Search for us on Facebook and I, I guess Instagram, which I, I don't really know how any of that yeah, works. But it's at I'm the trying. FTF Podcast for all social media except Twitter. Check us out on Apple Music and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. Well, thanks. Tell them. Tell them what to do, Charles. I will tell everyone what to do. Have a great day and go forth and conquer, friends.